Well, hey, folks, and welcome back to the 747 Conversations podcast. It's your host, Chris Shembra, broadcasting live from beautiful New York City with a a dear, dear friend of mine and and one of the world's great leaders and something we all need. Miss Kimberly Snyder, uh, such a well-known celebrity nutritionist and the founder of Saluna, a wonderful lifestyle brand that the four quadrants of food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth, a woman with hundreds of thousands of followers across all social doing such great work for our uh, human beings of the world. Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Chris. I love seeing you again. We've been friends for years. This is amazing. It's um, originally connected through our dear friend Ilva, uh, the Swedish contingency, as we call it. Uh, With all the amazing things you've done in this world, um, the simple question I have to start us off with today is, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, who would that be? Hmm. I mean, I think that there are so many amazing, impactful people in my life, but I have to take it back to my mother. And I say that I, I, she passed very suddenly, actually, last year. And it was within three days of my son turning one. So it was this huge um, just moment in my life, Chris, where I was a new mom. And then I lost my mom. And I thought she was going to be around for a couple decades because my grandmother is still alive. So it just showed me that anything can happen at any time. It was She was gone within six weeks. We actually found out she had cancer on Valentine's Day. And then she passed March 29th. So I was very close to her. I told her how much I loved her. But, you know, when you ask that question, I think, oh, my gosh, I wish I told her every day. And when that happened and she passed so quickly, it changed my work. You know, you were talking about Saluna with the emotional and spiritual part. I did. I am a nutritionist, and my first two books were very nutrition-focused. But then this new book was actually supposed to be, which came out a couple months ago, it was meant to be a children's he, uh, nutrition book. And then when she passed, we shot the cover. I was pregnant and everything. When she passed, Chris, it felt like this sword kind of... Um, and, yogic terms, we say the uh, Durga sword, this goddess with a sword, it kind of went right into my heart. And I looked around and I just thought, you know, what, is, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my work? And what I see is so many people are into wellness. It's gotten so popular, but people are also so confused and um, unhappy and anxious. So I started to talk more about the emotional and the spiritual parts of wellness because a lot of people eat really well and they exercise well, but there's so much anxiety. There's actually research showing it's connoted with bloating and inflammation and things in the physical body, our mental patterns. So it really shifted my work when she passed. When she was alive, she was a huge inspiration. She was such a strong woman. She worked. She was an executive. She were in the house. She was loving. She was my first health food guru. She was into alternatives. Back then, everybody thought she was nuts. Um, but she had such a huge impact on my life as a woman, in my career, as a mother now. I think about her every day and I'm so connected to her. And, you know, to your question, I am so, so, so deeply grateful that she is my mother. When, when you were young and, you know, this was a woman that had a career, had a family, had a vision of, for humanity with her well-being initiatives, you know, wh- what was it like growing up around that, that kind of person? What, um, 
What did you crave from her? How did you spend your time with her? What was she like then? So I think that there was, you know, with any parental relationship, there was definitely ups and downs. I think I craved more uh, affection. She was out, she was very loving, but she wasn't the most affectionate person. What I really took away was her strength. She would, you know, commute, she would run around, she never seemed tired, she always um, had energy to talk and she was so inspirational. She was so proud of a lot of things that I did um, and just me as a person. So it just felt like I was in the presence of a goddess, you know, and it was... And, and you knew that at a young age? Oh, at a young age. I mean, I think I would say that that happened more around college. Okay. At a young age, I think... Um, you know, at, at a young age, she just seemed like this really beautiful, smart person. She always, even at the end of a day, at a tiring day, she would always cook. So it was a lot of like family dinners. I remember a lot as a young girl and just being able to sit together and connect. I'm half Filipina. So she comes from the Philippines and it's a very warm culture. We lived with our auntie. Um, it was just, you know, the house always had a lot of people in it. So I just remember her, I remember, and I didn't put it in these, these terms as I was, you know, a young girl, but she was definitely in charge of the household. She was strong. She was strong. You know, she was stronger than my dad in a lot of ways. So she's, I was like a combination of being in awe of her and, um, you know, at times a little bit scared. (laughs) Why is that? Just because um, she was so strong and sometimes, you know, she was an immigrant. She came here without speaking English and she had to like make it. And I think as a little girl, sometimes like I didn't want to do swim lessons anymore, you know, swim team or whatever it was. She's like, if it's hard, she's like, you need to stick it out. You need to do this. And I remember there were times where I would cry, I'd want to give up. And she was like, no, you need to do this. And it really developed that strength in me. But when I was little, sometimes I would be like, no, don't ask mom, I'm going to ask my dad. Because my mom was just going to say, no, you can't quit. But she really, um, any the strength I have now, anything that, any sort of accomplishment, you know, I've written... I've been grateful enough to write five books now, over 300 pages, and that ability to sit down and get projects done, I definitely attribute to my mother. She would kind of watch over me, like, did you do your spelling words? You know, did you, or did you study enough? Like, she honed that focus in me very strongly. And, you know, there's a difference between someone being a disciplinarian because of just out of habit or how she was raised. But you mentioned that she was always, you know, very proud of you. And so she instilled this uh, resilience and determination and focus in you because she knew what you were capable of. What do you think she saw in you as a young kid? I think she saw, I think she saw unlimited potential. I think she saw that I could do anything and she wanted me to really live that out. You know, she came from a very, um, you know, she had a lot of struggles growing up in the Philippines. They weren't the best off. And then so when she came, she just wanted her daughter to have all the opportunities that, um, that I could have and, and work that out. 
there's I, I respond very well as a as a as a student of Vedic philosophy and yoga. I talked about Durga's sword. I relate very much to imagery and some of the you know iconographic um, symbolism. So if you've ever heard of Kali, she's she's the goddess. Um, she's another goddess like Durga, and she wears skulls around her neck, and she's really scary looking. She's really fierce, but she's um, she's about truth, and she's said to be the most compassionate. And so sometimes you know, I talked about getting past fear and wanting to give up and um, getting through that. And actually, it's the, you know, I see this in my mother, that love, seeing that, you know, I had a lot of potential, seeing that I had a lot of creativity and a lot of um, a new way of lo- a different way of looking at things. I think she wanted to see that through, even at times it seemed really harsh and a little bit rigid. Underneath, my mother was so soft and loving and compassionate, and it was this beautiful dichotomy that I really appreciate now. And I miss her so much, Chris. I feel really connected to her. I mean, you've just completely changed the, you know, the course of your writing history. And, you know, incorporate a lot of spirituality into your new writing. You know, how do you carry on her legacy? How do you? share the stories of her with others? How do you share her teachings? If she had to teach a class to your followers today, <laughs> you know, what would you have her talk about? So I think my mother is a, um, she's a, she was, she is, I like to speak to her in the present tense. Cause I believe, you know, love doesn't die. The soul doesn't die. It goes on wherever she is. I think she is, um, um, I keep using this word strong because, um, to me, it's really about following through. A lot of us have great ideas. We have um, creative ideas, but it takes that skill set, that um, that strength, that muscle to actually get things accomplished. I think she was really interesting because she had a mathematical brain. She worked in finance, but she had this part of her that was super creative and mystical, and she was into angels and natural foods and things. So I think um, what I would have her teach is how to practically apply some of the knowledge, like she would measure, she was one of those people, like she would measure um, herbs and like the amounts of foods and things you need. And she would look at things and she would plan ahead. She was much more of a planner than me. You know, people ask me, what are your travel plans this summer? And I'm like, you know, last summer I went to Japan and we planned the trip four days in advance. So I'm much more off the cuff and she's much more strategic, long-term, but also combining. When I became, at first she did try to push me into finance. And when I was like, no mom, my, my brain does not work that way. I'm interested in writing and health. As soon as I stood up and went down this path and became a nutritionist and started writing the books and doing everything, there was no bigger supporter than her. And she helped me in the beginning, Chris, when that tiny apartment that you came to, do you know how many celebrities I used to cook out of in that apartment? And when I was exhausted and I couldn't cook anymore, she would stand there and she would do it for me. And I think she could teach a class on endurance and energy and resiliency. And um, just, I mean, she's so smart and so brilliant that, um, yeah, I mean, there's not, there's, there's literally not enough I could say about her. You've just released a, a book where, you know, the first, the first uh, chapter of your writing life was about nutritional and, uh, you know, the impact on the body and the mind and the soul. 
Um, and now a, a completely new chapter in your life, a, a new company, a new style of writing. You know, what do you wish that she was um, you know, here to guide you through, um, you know, if she could right now in this new growth for you? I mean, honestly, I felt a lot of anger and resentment when she passed because I had just become a new mother. So I wish she could guide me in balancing being a mother, running this business, you know, which is something she did and having her support with my son. She got to be with him the first year of life. And then, you know, she passed right when he turned one. So she was really, um, as I mentioned, into angels and she was really spiritual. Now that's a big part of what I talk about because I think that is a huge part of wellness. I don't think wellness is just what we eat and how we exercise. It's our emotional well-being and our spiritual well-being, which does have such a strong impact on our endocrine system and our hormones and our stress hormones and our adrenal fatigue and everything that's going on in our bodies is so impacted by the things that we don't see. So I feel like if she was still here, she would be a partner with me in the business. She would love to. um, So we do something called the Saluna Circle. It's online. It's $5 a month to join and we talk about, there's a theme every month, Chris. So in June, it's being strong and soft at the same time. And we talk about plants and elixirs and the bioenergetics that really support that, as well as I do a video and audios every week and journaling. So I feel like she could lead it with me. She loves to research. She would help me with all the different plants and the herbs. Uh, But I really miss her. I miss that grandmother presence that I would have so strongly wanted in my life. You miss that grandmother figure in your life. I do. I mean, her being a grandmother to my son, that wisdom that I miss her strength. And I feel like she is saying to me from wherever she is, you are strong enough. It's, I'm still here with you, but it's hard, Chris, you know? Spiritually, where do you get that grandmother energy from now uh, besides her being with you still um, where do you seek it from elsewhere so i am a huge believer in having a uh, a practice i have a meditation practice i do kriya yoga personally which is um, the type of yoga that's taught by paramahansa yogananda and the self-realization fellowship which is breath work and sitting i mean i i really I journal, I I pray a lot, I talk to God, I've become more reliant on my spiritual practice since she passed than ever before. And like I said, I never thought that anything could really happen. You know, like we know, like the world trade, you know, being in New York, I'm like, oh, wow, 9-11 happened in these things. But I think unless you experience it, we tend to take things for granted. Like, oh, I'll call them next week or great, I'll see her next holiday. And now that whole like putting things off is gone with me. I think of someone, I call them right away or I text them. Um, I think of my mother, I, I pray, I look up, I get little signs from her all the time. So I, I'm very into meditation and, and prayer personally. And that's where I get a lot of, that's where I get all my strength from, my real strength. If your mom was sitting with us here today, this stairwell beyond us. 
And I think she is. Some level. What would you say to her? Oh, you're going to make me cry, Chris. Um, you know how to get it out of people, don't you? Um, I, w- I don't think there's words. I would just say thank you so much. I love you. Beyond words. Beyond this lifetime. And we're always connected. And um, one thing I really believe is um, <laughs> they say in yogic philosophy that we choose our mothers. Have you heard this with the karma? Like we choose the mothers that will help us grow and what we're meant to do in this lifetime. And when she was in the hospital, I said to her, and I didn't think she could hear me. I was like, I chose you, mom. I'm so grateful for you. And one of the, the last, maybe the last thing she could say while she could still talk was, you chose me, remember? And I would just say it to her again. I chose you and there's no other better mother for me. I love you so much. What's her name? Sally. <laughs> Miss Sally. Her real name was Illuminata Salvacion, which means light and salvation. <laughs> it's a beautiful name, right? But she came to America, and like a lot of immigrants, yeah. she hacked it and shortened it and made it Sally, Sally which is very Americanized. Because there's a lot of Spanish influence in the Philippines. That's right. right. Yeah, it was okay. a Spanish colony for well, yeah. 500 years. So, Oh, <laughs> Miss Sally. Where is she sitting right now with here. us? She's sitting right here. Yeah, I just, I feel her strongly. And again, I've never had somebody really close to me pass. I've never had this experience and imagine it's my mother, you know, so it's a big one. But I really, I do believe that we're still connected. I do believe there's so much more than what we can see. That's How, how tall is she sitting? Is she shorter than you? She's tiny, yeah. So she's, she's be like this thing. She's, what's her hair look like? <laughs> she's black hair. Black hair. Miss Sally, right here. Yeah. Right in the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know what? We can, we can Photoshop her into a picture that we, we take oh right here. God. She's with us. She's so with us. And she loves you. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love her because she made, she made you, and, and indirectly she's impacted tens of millions of people around this planet through her, through her guidance. And that's, yeah. that's what's amazing. To all our listeners, I, I hope you learned as much today as I did about the basics of humanity, right? Kim, Kim, Kim sums it up so well with the four quadrants of her new company, Saluna. Food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. That's it, folks. If you take care of that, you will receive abundance in your relationships, in your business, in your joy, in your activities. Guaranteed. Money back guaranteed. Kim's putting all her money on the line. <laughs> Chris, can I share one thing before yeah. we sign off that I yeah. think is really interesting? In There's four layers in Eastern medicine. So when I say Eastern medicine, I mean Ayurvedic, traditional Chinese medicine, and Tibetan medicine. The first layer is treating disease. And that's basically where it stops in Western medicine. Then the third is um, preventing illness. So lifestyle, food, practices, taking care of your body. Then the second layer is a long, healthy life, which is defined by cognitive functioning, use of your forelimbs and your five senses, 
because the highest level is spiritual growth and acquiring wisdom. And when I learned this, this really made sense to me. It's not just health for health's sake, but it's living this life so we grow as humans and we can grow and love each other and connect each other, connect to each other in deeper, increasingly deeper ways and as community. So that is really my philosophy is everything we're doing is working towards this deep um, bur- you know, unfolding of our wisdom and our, our spirituality, which I define as just consciousness and connecting with our true self. Um, however you connect with, it's not about formal religion or anything like that, but just the spirit inside of us that's the oneness with all of us. So I just wanted to share that. I think that's such a different uh, perspective than the one that we're taught a lot. And when we look at it that way, like we're here growing, we realize that that is, to me, that's what wellness is. Wellness isn't how much you weigh or how closely you're following your keto diet or you're doing 12 spin classes a a week. That's great. But wellness is the total person that we are, and then we connect more as a community. I like it. Where can people go to find out more? So my website is mysaluna.com. I'm on Instagram at at underscore Kimberly Snyder. And uh, my podcast, too, which you've been on, Chris. We can love your episode. It's called The Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. It's amazing. Folks, uh, please go check out everything she's doing. Your life will forever be changed, and future generations will thank you for the action you're taking now to better your life. You like this episode, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes. I hope y'all are having a phenomenal day on Earth. Remember, folks, it's your world. Go explore and go find the Sally in your life and tell him him you love him. Mm -mm, Thank you so much, Chris. See you next episode. Mm